Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. The Oscar nominations dropped today, and there's so much to get through. A-Rod and J-Lo have maybe possibly split. And we're talking about the Grammys with Shiloh Watson. It's March 15th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham, and joining us today to guest host is our resident advice giver, Stephen Lacanti. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Casey. Thanks for having me here. Of course, and I am glad you are here today. We have a lot to talk about. Also, a little bit of Bravo later, and you know, Stephen and I are in the same Bravo group text, so you know, we're ready for that. We need to really get into <laughs> it. Are. Okay, but starting off, we need to start with the Oscar nominations, which dropped today. And as with every award season, there's some good, but there's still a lot of work to be done. The good news is this year's slate of nominations is the most diverse it's ever been. Nine of the 20 acting nominations went to actors of color. Chloe Zhao was nominated for Best Director for Nomadland. She's the first woman of color to snag that nomination. Emerald Fennell was also nominated for Promising Young Woman. It's the first time two female directors have been nominated in one year. 
And Viola Davis is absolutely crushing it per usual. With her nomination for Best Actress, she's now the most nominated actress of color ever. But there's still some work to be done. A lot of the Black-led dramas were snubbed for Best Picture, including Davis's film Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, so my question here is, how does Ma Rainey's Black Bottom receive so many, you know, individual um, awards, but then when it comes to Best Picture, they don't get the Best Picture nomination? I know, classic snub situation, but... And it's also wild because we now have like 10 options. You know, it's not five anymore. It's like 10 movies. We we can't put it in as one of the 10. Which, by the way, I didn't even know that 10 movies came out this year. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to to be honest with you, a lot of the movies on this list are things I've like not heard of. It's just been such a weird year. Which is why I think it's also even worse that it wasn't even nominated, you know? And then, you know, talking about the progress and everything like that, it is good to see progress. But it's also so shocking when we say, like, it's the first time two female directors have been nominated in one whole year. (laughs) It's like, come on. I know, I know. Yeah, a lot of the big signs of progress seem like things that should have happened like maybe in 1975. Um, (laughs) But it's good they're happening now. You know, I I can't complain about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Casey, if you've been (laughs) on the internet at all this past weekend, we absolutely must talk about this potential Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez split, which JLo has now denied via TikTok. Multiple outlets have reported that the couple, who've been engaged since 2019, were going to split over rumors that Rodriguez was FaceTiming with Madison LaCroix, one of the stars of Bravo's reality series, Southern Charm. Madison stated that A-Rod never did anything physical with her, and their relationship didn't go beyond FaceTiming. But A-Rod and J-Lo made a statement to TMZ saying, all the reports are inaccurate, we are working through some things. And J-Lo took to TikTok with her frustrations, putting the headlines about a rumored split over the lyrics, I ain't worried about a blog or a bitch from Saweetie's Pretty Bitch Freestyle. Oh, Steven, what a day for Bravo fans. This is a huge day for Bravo fans. One question I have is, does this mean that A-Rod watches Southern Charm on Bravo? (laughs) I freaking hope so. Okay, so for people who don't watch Southern Charm, which is understandable because a lot of people don't go past the Real Housewives franchise, although I highly suggest you do. It is absolutely wild because, okay, so there's so many rumors going on, but one of the rumors is that Matt just like for background revealed this and her quote-unquote relationship with A-Rod because you know she was probably trying to make her ex-boyfriend Austin on Southern Charm jealous which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life (laughs) yeah you know Southern Charm is like a deep cut even for Bravo fans and the (laughs) fact that this show and like a minor plot line on Southern Charm is now like potentially going to break up one of Hollywood's most A-list couples is truly truly wild to me. I also have to say, like, they're, now J-Lo and A-Rod are kind of denying everything, but I don't totally believe their denials because it seems like there's no smoke without fire here. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what? And they've caused a lot of confusion with their denials, but I think that is their tactic. Just, like, cause confusion and run. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to keep talking about Southern Charm. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, okay, moving on, it's time to talk about last night's Grammy Awards. Things felt kind of different. Yes, mostly because it's a pandemic, but there were some changes made this year that we'd actually like to see them keep. It was a big year for women, especially Taylor Swift and Beyonce. But of course, it's not all good news. We're joined by BuzzFeed's Shiloh Watson to break everything down. Hi, Shiloh. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. 
Of course. So, okay, there's so much to talk about, but we should start with this. Were the Grammys actually kind of good this year? Because, you know, the fact that this happened during a pandemic meant things were scaled down, but that also meant the show moved faster and there were fewer awkward gimmicks. I mean, should they be treating every year like it's a pandemic year going forward? I mean, look, I'm going to be honest, I did not really have high hopes for this year, Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. And it turned out to be one of my favorite Grammys. Um, You know, every year they advertise it as music's biggest night. And I think that that's great, but sometimes it leads to overdone production value and, you know, too much too often, I guess. Um, So I really appreciated the scale back. As my mother would say, it was tasteful yet fun. Um, (laughs) 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 um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved the... Um, sort of outdoor stage they had. I feel like every year, the only kind of outdoor um, element that we have is the red carpet. So I thought that was really nice, almost like a fancy wedding. Um, And yes, it was not too long. I feel like usually there's a lot of fatigue, like I'm watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one sitting or something. Um, So I really did appreciate that. And I really liked that they had, um, you know, BTS performed in Seoul and, you know, they included owners and managers of amazing like LA spots and like these historic people. So I thought that that was a really great addition too. I thought that they should maybe repeat some of these things next year, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it if they go back to like a big auditorium and stuff like that. But one thing I actually loved about it was the intimacy of all of the musicians that are nominated in the same category getting to like be there within close proximity. It just felt like extremely wholesome. And then the same goes for some of the performances when they were like in the same room, like cheering each other on. It just like was a sense of unity that I've never felt from the Grammys before. I completely agree. Mm. And then what do you think of Trevor Noah as host? How do you think he did? I mean, <laughs> I think I think everyone wants something different from their host. And I think that some people want someone to be really, really funny. I think sometimes people want someone who is wholesome. And personally, I think that some of his jokes fell a little flat. But I do think that he had great energy and, you know, he didn't have too many flubs. And so I think that overall he did a really great job. Yeah. Props to him for leading it through a pandemic. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about this year's performances. Woo! We got a very censored for TV performance of WAP <laughs> that was somehow still delightfully raunchy. Everyone's talking about that Harry Styles performance. What were your favorites, Shyla? Okay, so I absolutely loved Megan's. I'm not sure if it was intentional, but I spotted what I think was a nod to almost there in Princess and the Frog, you know, with the white dress and the 1920s flapperness and the yellow background. And I just, I thought that was really sweet. And then of course, Little Baby's performance obviously was very important, very political. He had both Tamika Mallory and Killer Mike there, and it was very reminiscent of George Floyd and the protests. And I think, I forget who exactly said it. I think it was her um, during her acceptance speech, but music really helped us get through the pandemic, but we have to remember what else happened during the pandemic and what happened over the summer. And I think that his song accomplished both of those things. um, And the performance was really moving. Right. I think one of the things her said was, you know, like, let's not lose the energy from, you know, summer of 2020. Exactly. All right. So we'll be right back to talk more about the Grammys and Beyonce's big win. Peacock 
streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the biggest movies from the Twilight Saga to Selma and Bad Boys 1 and 2. Bad Boys for life. All your favorite movies like Die Hard, The Matrix Trilogy, and Good Will Hunting. That's the good stuff. Plus, movies the whole family will love. How to Train Your Dragon, the Harry Potter film series, Brilliant. and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. With tons of blockbuster hits, you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a fair play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Shiloh Watson about last night's Grammys. One of the biggest headlines of the night is the fact that Beyonce has become the most awarded performer in Grammy history with 28 awards, which is amazing. But there are also a few other points to consider, notably that Beyonce chose not to perform this year and that of those 28 wins, only one has been in a major category. How do you think Beyonce and her many fans are reacting to this mixed honor? Listen, <laughs> um, I think that the Beehive will always be hurt that Lemonade did not win mm-hmm. any of the big awards that year. And yep. they're going to have to do a lot more to earn their forgiveness. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, it is a huge achievement, but... I mean, again, like my mom says, it's not what you say, but how you say it. And I think that that's very true in terms of award shows. I think that it's not just in terms of giving her the award, but it's the awards that they give. And I think that especially because so much of her music is for the Black community, for Black women, it feels like a very layered snub almost, Um, like there's more to it. And so... I, again, I think that it's fantastic that she was celebrated. And if anyone is going to make history like this, it's going to be Beyonce. But I'm ready for them to really, really put their money where their mouth is and give her some of the big awards. And, you know, we talked about it, you know, Beyonce didn't perform and she chose not to perform out of solidarity with the weekend's boycott. And then most people didn't think she'd attend, you know, and like you said, she lost in major award categories last night. But something that I thought was really emotional was Blue Ivy now has a Grammy for her performance on Black Parade. And my God, just as a mom, Beyonce was proud. 
my god so sweet um yes and you know i did see of course a couple of tweets that were like beyonce is only there to pick up blue ivy's award (laughs) Um, but she did it with great honor great honor (laughs) yes yes and it's like i love that beyonce is including blue in these you know songs and these videos and i can't wait to see when rumi and sir are a little bit older than be included as well but it really does seem like music is a family affair so i i just love that for them mm-hmm. and you know on top of that another big moment was billy eilish's surprise record of the year win she beat out megan the stallion but ended up dedicating the win to her what kind of reaction has that move been getting online so I want to just shout out Chrissy Teigen's tweet about it because she did tweet that it sucks to win record of the year because everyone thinks that you don't deserve it. And I think that that's absolutely true. I think that, you know, Billy did this in previous years as well, trying to basically downplay her award and saying she's so embarrassed to win. And that could be a personality trait, but I also think that that's very built in in the industry, especially as a woman that you feel like you don't deserve what you get. A young woman too. Exactly. Only 19. And I think that while, you know, Megan did an amazing, had an amazing year. And I think that Billy definitely wanted to acknowledge it. And I love when all of the winners shout out the other nominees. I think it's important that she own up to her success. Like she kicked ass and (laughs) that was a great song. And I just wish that she appreciated it a little bit more the way her fans appreciate her. And like you mentioned, age 19, that's some imposter syndrome if I've ever seen it. It really is. And like, again, I can relate to that, but (laughs) I think it's important that even if we have to work to remind ourselves that we, we do deserve it. She did work really hard. It was a really personal song that she put out with her brother and it means a lot to her. And I think that she should acknowledge it and and want to celebrate it and i love that she shouted out megan and i think that megan appreciated it but at the same time i do hope that in the future with any future wins she thinks to herself yeah i i deserve this this is i worked for this yeah Yeah. Yeah. and speaking of women frankly kicking butt at the grammys um we do want to point out women swept all the major categories this year megan did grab best new artist her one song of the year Taylor Swift won Best Album of the Year for the third time, the first woman to do that. Does this say anything positive about the direction of the music industry? It does. Um, And, you know, I think that women have been notoriously mistreated in the music industry. So it's great to see that they are finally being acknowledged. I just worry that, you know, the Recording Academy is going to get a little complacent and be like, well... We gave them 2021 (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we can scale it back again. No, we need to persevere and like keep putting women forward and keep acknowledging their incredible work and all that they do for the industry. And so while I think it's great to celebrate these wins, I, we need to look ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, finally there were snubs during the in memoriam segment that have people really upset. You know, first people thought Eddie Van Halen deserved a bigger mention than he received Naya Rivera was left out of the show entirely. Doesn't it feel like no award show ever gets this part right? Yeah, and honestly, I I don't think that they ever will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Isn't to say that they shouldn't strive to, but what I like to remember or remind myself of is that with this in memoriam in particular, the snubs are not intentional. No one is choosing to specifically leave people out. And I think no one will ever be happy. Like, you know, I'm sure Naya Rivera's fans are like, well, at least Eddie Van Halen was included. Well, his fans are like, he should have had a bigger moment. So no one's ever going to be hundred percent satisfied, but I do think it's important that we remember that it's not just the celebrities that we know who need to be remembered. I think about all the faces and all the names of the people we lost who 
were instrumental to the industry behind the scenes and how it's important that we acknowledge them and take the time to do that. So who knows how many of those people were left out, you know? So I think it's just important that we have perspective and know that when we lose someone who's important to us, obviously it's always going to be hard, but that people are not doing it out of malice when they're getting left out. Well, Shyla, thank you so much for joining us today and breaking down the Grammys for us. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Thanks again. (laughs) All right. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, if Madison from Southern Charm could potentially take down J-Rod, you should never doubt yourself. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bomba socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.